Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast feeds on YouTube. Like and subscribe there as well. Muchly appreciated if you do so. Uh, the Raptors lose once again. They lose 115-103 to the Brooklyn Nets in a in-season tournament game. They have a few more remaining after this. Not that it really matters at this point because the Raptors have surely been eliminated and they have been eliminated for quite some time now. Um, but yeah, they they lose this game. Just a, a game that didn't really feel, it was so uninspiring. That's what it was. It was very uninspiring. I felt like I was watching last year's team at multiple points. The team that Masai Jiri said that he wasn't very uh, very fond of watching. I felt like I was watching that team tonight. Key stats. Uh, the Raptors finished 11 of 25 at the rim. Wow. Last four minutes of the fourth quarter, they're outscored 18 to 8. And at the free throw line, once again, they shoot pretty poorly. 12 of 19 from the free throw line. Not nearly as bad as the previous game, but... They definitely left points on the board. Let's jump right to the last four minutes of the game. Um, so right there, it's 97-96 um, around that point. And uh, Gary Trent Jr. has made a couple of shots in a row. And it gets to that decision point where, okay, Scotty Barnes is going to check back into the game. Is Yak going out or is Gary Trent Jr. going out? And obviously, Darko decided to keep Gary Trent Jr. in the game. And I don't mind you know, that decision considering how he was playing, but I do cribble a little bit with the approach to how they use Gary um, going forward for the rest of the game. Um, they essentially kind of gave him the ball and it was, you know, Gary, Scotty, pick and roll. And it had mixed results, obviously, with how the Raptors shot this game. What is the best solution? I'm not really sure. If Yak was there, you could run some Dennis Yak pick and roll. I'm not sure how Dennis was feeling. He got a Charlie horse off of, a, I believe, a Mikel Bridges drive earlier on in the game. And I don't know how good his thigh was feeling, how mobile he was. Um, but at the same time, you know, they they decided to go with Gary and Scotty, empty side pick and roll. And the first possession, you know, it didn't go too well in terms of, you know, the outcome because Gary shot a floater and uh, it, it missed. And then, you know, they decided the Raptors to do a little hack of clacks, right? Um, and uh, Claxton missed one of the free throws, and the Raptors uh, get the ball back. And luckily, he missed the second free throw, so you were able to push off of that. And what I appreciate about Dennis Schroeder is a few times now, when we're in these clutch situations, he's willing to push the ball down the floor and not wait. And it's actually helped the Raptors get some good results. And this happened again on this possession where he pushed the ball up the floor. He found Scotty Barnes with a little hit ahead and Scotty got two free throws out of it. Um, so that was, that was a good play. And uh, on the other side of things where it wasn't so good um, at that point, after Scotty made the free throws, 103, 100. And 
Royce O'Neal made four threes in the fourth quarter. Okay. A few of them, you know, one of them is a, is a pull up heat check three. It felt like um, the third of his fourth, four threes um, on Chris Boucher at the top of the key. You know, you live with that. That is what it is. But a few of the other ones, it was pretty much him being disregarded. The Raptors are offering nail help and he makes a shot from the wing. And then there was another one where they ran some double staggers and he flared out again to the wing and he made a shot. On this possession, so you had Pascal Siakam, he gets switched on to Spencer Dinwiddie. And he's at the top of the floor and he's taking on that matchup. I don't mind Pascal going one-on-one in that. Uh, I think he's mobile enough and Spencer isn't like that quick, you know, where he's going to blow by Pascal. I thought Pascal would do okay in that in that uh, situation. But Dennis, you know, decided that he was going to stunt and recover. And, you know, at one point... Spencer drives and uh, well, Dennis stunt a little bit too hard and Royce O'Neal relocates to the corner and he hits his fourth three. Now it's 106, 100. After that, I mean, Pascal misses a, a makeable chip shot. As I said, they shot 11 of 25 at the rim tonight. And then afterwards, uh, Gary misses a makeable floater in transition. Once again, it was Dennis with the hit ahead and, uh, it was a decent shot, but, but he missed it. And, but you're still in a position where you could potentially get, um, you know, you can come back and, and make something happen here. I do. I did forget that there was a, a possession where off of one of Gary's missed floaters, um, Cam Johnson, OG Gary, they're all trying to get the ball. And, for some reason, I'm not really sure why. Cam Johnson, he's awarded two free throws out of it. It felt like a jump ball kind of play, but unfortunately for the Raptors, Cam Johnson gets two free throws out of it. And that did kind of change the momentum of the game a little bit. That made the game, what, 102-96. And then for that, Nick Claxton makes one of two free throws, and then Royce O'Neal ends up hitting that three-pointer that I just mentioned, and it's 106-100, and the Raptors have the ball. Pascal Siakam is backing down Mikhail Bridges on a post-up, a matchup that you like, right? And it's again, it's Dennis Schroeder. He's pushing the ball and uh, the Raptors get this possession. And unfortunately, Pascal misses it. Very makeable shot. It just doesn't go down. Scotty Barnes gets a tip-in attempt. It doesn't go down either. But even at that moment, you're still, it's 106-100 with 120 left in, in the game. And if you play a good possession of defense, you can still, you know, conceivably win this game. Um, and luckily, you know, for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, he gets switched on to Mikhail Bridges one-on-one in isolation. And Pascal did a pretty decent job keeping up with Mikhail Bridges, which makes me think, you know, he probably could have done that against Spencer Dinwiddie earlier on. Um, but anyways, the Raptors were running the floor. And unfortunately, once again, uh, Gary Trent Jr., he misses a running pull-up shot. And off of that, it felt like, I guess, the game was over. Or maybe that that's how OG and Anobi felt because he didn't get back in transition. And uh, the, the Nets had numbers. And Cam Johnson, who was a trailer in the play, he ends up finishing the layup, making it 108-100. And that's the end of the game. Essentially, there was another minute left, but it was all it was all garbage time. So that's how the Raptors lost this game in crunch time. Um, as I said, they were able to score 18-8 in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter. Pretty lousy number. Obviously, some of that contributing to that, that, you know, that lopsided score is what happened in the last like minute or so when the Raptors are trying to rally, they're throwing up shots and the Nets are making their free throws and whatnot. But um, 
not a great last, you know, stretch for, for the Raptors. That's where they lost this one. There's like other parts to this game where things could have gone better. And I guess we'll get to that now. Um, but overall, like I felt like it was a very sloppy game from the Raptors. As I said, it did feel like I was watching last year's team, the team that Masai Ujiri is quoted saying he didn't enjoy watching. Well, this was very close to that team. They had 27 assists on 39 of field goals, but it just didn't feel like that. The ball wasn't really humming. Um, and you just look at the beginning of the game. <laughs> OG starts with two bricks. And as in like, he didn't even touch the rim on some of these shots. And it seems like the Raptors like to engage him early on offense. And I'd have to look at the numbers, but I don't think it's gone very well over the past few games. But again, I'd have to look at it. And then outside of that, Pascal Siakam had three wide open threes. We know how he's been shooting. Not good. And he missed all of them. Obviously, in the first quarter, he did kind of find a groove a little bit. I think he had eight points in the quarter. So he did find himself. But it's like these kinds of momentum, momentum plays that if they're just not going down, like all of a sudden, you know, maybe a quarter where you you score 21 points, maybe it's 29, maybe it's 30. Because this is how, you know, team basketball goes. Uh, everyone's feeding off of each other. And a lot of those shots, Pascal was wide open. No one's around him. And uh, he missed them. So that's that's how that went. And also Scotty Barnes, I felt like he kind of started the game pretty, pretty slow as well. He fell asleep on defense. He got there was a backdoor cut from Bridges that uh, he was faulted on. And also um, his man just beat him in transition at one point and uh, he just blew by him and he got an open layup out of it. There was another miscommunication between Malachi and Scotty on a backdoor cut that again, Bridges got. Um, that's not a Scotty thing. That's more of like, well, it's both of them. It's also Scotty, I guess. Um, but a slow start from the Raptors and that contributed to, you know, them being down uh, by one after the first quarter. You look at the second though, I, I kind of like the group that they use. Uh, Jalen McDaniels hadn't played in what, five games, or at least he hadn't played anything outside of the last like four or five minutes of the fourth quarter um, over the last five games. But he got some, some run in the, the bench unit. Um, Otto Porter Jr. is not playing. I don't know why, but he's not. So there's there's that part. Um, but it was a lineup of OG. It was Scotty. It was precious for a little bit, but then he got his third foul. And then Chris Boucher came in, um, Gary Trent Jr. and Jalen McDaniels. And that unit kind of helped the Raptors find the 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 energy that they are supposed to play with. And it was actually Chris Boucher who got the ball rolling a little bit. He made two threes and he had a layup in transition. And the two plays where he got you know, those three-pointers, that's what you kind of love is it was Scotty Barnes and OG running a pick and roll. Uh, Scotty Barnes, he brushes the screen. He goes towards the rim and OG finds him with a with a two-handed overhead pass. And it was a touch pass from Scotty to the corner that found Chris and he hit that shot. And then later on, um, the Raptors are running some elbow action with Scotty and, you know, Chris Boucher makes himself available at the wing and he makes a shot. Good stuff. And also Jalen McDaniels, he hadn't hit a three in I don't know how long. I mean, maybe it hasn't been that long, but it felt like it's been a long time since he hit a shot, um, at least on the three-point line. And he cuts from the free-throw line, from the corner to the free-throw line extended. And at this point, Dennis Schroeder's in the game, and Dennis drives, and he circles around, and he curls, and he uh, and he finds Jalen McDaniels at the wing for a three. So that second quarter, it was going pretty good for the Raptors. But then here come the Brooklyn Nets, and here come some of the, the issues that the Raptors have had with their shot selection and also transition defense. And that's going a 15-0 run to end the second quarter. And uh, obviously, I mean, some of the things that were coming up for the Raptors, it's their transition defense rearing its ugly head. You know, there was a time where where Pascal Siakam, he's clearly back. You know, he's the, the 
the person back. Um, probably, you know, he's guarding Dorian Finney-Smith. And for some reason, I'm not really sure why, you know, Schroeder just motions to him to take Spencer Dinwiddie at the three-point line, even though it feels pretty clear that Scotty or that uh, Pascal is going to be on Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, and then that leads to his transition three. Um, and then Scotty Barnes, he took a few tough mid-range shots like things that just were kind of ill-advised and uh, shots that the Raptors didn't really need when especially when the Nets were kind of finding their groove and they were getting intense and they were hitting their shots you need some some good quality shots at that time and especially probably later in the shot clock not so early um because it, it, it this kind of kills the rhythm of your your defense too and also your transition defense. one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Defense and that can, is a factor and why we saw some of the things that happened with the Raptors late in the in the second quarter. Uh, Pascal Siakam had a turnover. Jakob Pertl missed um, a shot um, that was pretty makeable, but he missed it. But it was Spencer Dinwiddie. He made a couple of really tough shots and the Nets just kind of kept on going. You know, the Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie pick and roll was a problem for the Raptors a little bit. And, you know, between those two, Dinwiddie was getting to the free throw line or Claxton was getting alley-oops. And uh, Claxton, you know, he's a pretty physical dude he's got some bunnies to him uh he had five blocks i believe in this game and uh, he was a problem for the raptors around the rim just a little bit and anyways 15-0 run just like that by the by the brooklyn nets and the third quarter is where things were kind of felt like the raptors were finding their groove again and what was nice about it is that i just mentioned you know scotty barnes it felt like he was asleep at points but first possession he's a trailer on a play he drives straight downhill and he draws a foul i'm like okay so now we're seeing something from Scotty here and you go through it, you know, Dennis Schroeder, he had eight points in that quarter, a couple of threes. OG got his first three point attempt in this game, the third quarter, the Nets, they limit corner threes. That is part of their MO. That's how they play their defense. They want to limit paint pressure and they want to limit their corner threes. And OG just didn't really feel like he was able to get a, a, a possession where he could get a shot off um, a lot of times. And even the three that he made here, it was on the wing. Um, but you put some of these together, you know, Dennis doing this thing. Um, OG had a sidestep midi as well. Uh, Scotty had an and one breakaway reverse dunk. That was awesome. And you put some of these things together, you know, Gary Trent Jr. had a terrific game, really. And it it felt like the Raptors were in control of this game. But, uh, you know, as we go forward, I, I already talked about the, the late fourth quarter and how things went wrong. But um, I think there's some good things that happened from the bench. You know, they outscored. The Nets bench 39-32. They shot 6 of 13 from 3. It was actually the starters who kind of let them down. And if you've been following me on Twitter, I did a 
I took a look at the net rating of the starters over the course of November and any way you want to you want to do the splits whether it's like you know beginning of November to the end of November the last five games last four games three games whatever they're a negative they're a net negative um it's and I think you know with the energy that we saw or lack of lack thereof energy that we saw from this game tonight from the Raptors it feels like you know this was a game where we're feeling they're feeling it a little bit I'll put it that way. They're feeling it a little bit. I didn't see nearly as much energy from the bench in this one. And uh, there wasn't nearly as much, you know, hooting and hollering. It didn't really feel like they were having that cohesion that we had seen in previous games. And it's been a lot of losing and they lost this one as well. And it was another very winnable game and uh, they let it go, right? They let it go. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, you know, how things broke down. It It felt like especially with the starters, starter versus starter units, that the Nets just were able to hit threes and the Raptors starters were not able to hit some of those threes at the same clip that uh, the Nets were able to. Obviously, I mentioned the bench. They did their job. They shot pretty well. Um, but especially in that you know, fourth quarter, I already mentioned that Royce O'Neal, he hit four threes in the quarter. That's hard to overcome when one player does that, especially someone like you know Royce O'Neal. Um, Mikhail Bridges got loose at one point from OG. He kind of just like lost him. Um, and, uh, he flared out to the corner and, uh, he was able to hit a three that was late in the fourth quarter as well. But I mean, in the end, you know, they were, it was 97, 96 with four minutes remaining. Right. And, uh, it was some of these things that I mentioned, you know, Gary Trent Jr. Is he, do you want him to be the feature part of your offense? Do you want to mix it up a little bit? Should you have taken Jakob Pertl off? I mean, it's all, you know, it's easy for me to say this now after how, how things went down, but, uh, you know, Pascal got a possession, Scotty got a possession, Gary got a couple of screener roll opportunities. He made a nice pass. He missed two floaters. Sometimes shots don't go in. I'm talking this out with you because I'm trying to convince myself too, that, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I think it was. The defense wasn't good. Obviously I mentioned that Bridges shot that made it 196. The Cam Johnson free throws was was awful. Um, they decided to foul Nick Claxton, um, a little hack of Clax. So that was one free throw right there. The Royce O'Neal three-point pull-up that made it 106-100. That was a mistake. That was not good. And then, as I mentioned, Cam Johnson making it 108-100 when OG doesn't get back on defense after Gary misses a, a floater in transition. I mean, I, I hate to keep on like saying this, but it's just like they're finding ways, you know, to lose. And they aren't a team that has the identity, especially in the late fourth quarter of what they're going to be. You know, we thought it would be at some point that it was going to be their defense. that's going to catapult their offense and that they're just going to be a really hard team to score on. But a couple of these leaky plays, you put them together and uh, this is how you lose games, especially when you go through, you know, lulls where you allow a 50 no run to end a quarter. And those are with all your starters on the court. Your best players were on the court for the two worst stretches of your of your game like that's the facts late second quarter late fourth quarter those are your worst stretches you put those together i mean 50 no run 18 8 run um that's what 33 to 8 a lot of points a lot of points and a lot of starters are on the court for that aside from yaka Pertle, um in the the fourth quarter but yeah that'll do it for the game right there when your starters get outscored that badly um, and some of their more critical minutes. So just looking at 
some of the individual performances, uh, Pascal Siakam shoots six of 18. Uh, he had a couple of good moments um, where he's able to get into his mid-range. Uh, he's able to get into some post-ups. It, it does feel like maybe he's getting into his post-ups a little bit too often. I'd like to see him just like face up a little bit and just drive towards the basket, but he's opting a lot for his his uh, his post-ups. So that's, that's that one. But he, I mentioned the good defensive possession he had against Mikael Bridges, he had one earlier on against Spencer Dinwiddie, which is all more confusing. Why would why wouldn't you just let him guard him straight up when Dennis decided to to help, which led to the Royce O'Neal three. Um, Scotty, as I said, he didn't really feel like he was awake until the second half, but when he did wake up, you know, um, started to see Scotty. Well, not the third, second half. I guess it was the third quarter or the second quarter too, where he was you know leading that bench unit that played pretty well. So I guess more so it was just the first quarter that didn't really go. Um, didn't really see the energy from from Scotty the way that we we'd like to see it, but I mean only two Raptors shot better than fifty percent in this game. It was Gary Trent Jr. who shot seven of twelve. I mean, by the way, like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm uh, you know looking at Gary Trent Jr.'s game as a negative. Like he played twenty four minutes and he had uh, fifteen points. Like he made some really tough mid range shots. Are they you know in the rhythm of the offense or is it more you know him just kind of taking the ball and it's getting a bit stagnant and uh, he's hitting shots because he's talented enough to do that. Yeah, sure. There's, there's a bit of that, but fact is, you know, without his production, like the Raptors probably aren't in a position to win this game in the fourth quarter. So there's, there's that Jakob Pertl three of five. He continues to be very efficient. Um, nine rebounds. He had a nice stretch in the second quarter where he came in and he just felt like he had a bit more force to his game. Um, he blocked a shot. He had a steal. He was grabbing some offensive rebounds, um, six points from him, nine rebounds, four assists, uh, a couple of elbow actions. They ran with him, um, went pretty well actually. And then other times it, it didn't go so well. Uh, it looked like Darko Wajakovic was a bit frustrated after one turnover that Yak had. He called a, a, a very quick timeout after that. And he just had to, a look on his face that seemed like he was very, very mad. So I'm not sure if it was Yak's fault in that position, but uh, yeah, um, there, there was that OG struggled to finish tonight, um, especially early on in the game. I mentioned the bricks, but he did hit you know two threes and he shot four of 12 overall. Two of those shots were some mid range twos. One was a step back or a couple of step backs. Actually he had one step back along the left wing. That was pretty nice. And another one was off an inbounds play where he kind of spins and is fading, you know, along the baseline. He hits a shot. It was pretty nice. So, so good on him. Precious Achua did not have a good day. If you watch the game, it's pretty obvious that he did not have a good day. So I'm going to leave it there. Chris Boucher, as I said, great game, 13 points, um, five of seven shooting three of four from three. He has been, I'd have to look it up, but I think he's actually been probably one of, if not the best Raptors three-point shooter over the past two weeks or so. Let me look that up while we're, we're talking about this. Malachi Flynn plays 16 minutes, two of five. Um, he had five points. He had some good aggressive plays, I felt, in the, the fourth quarter. I've said it before that it's easy to, to to see when Malachi is in his aggressive state. He's getting downhill and he's he's making plays and he's making things happen and he's trusting his abilities. And sometimes, you know, he he's not doing that. He kind of gets lost in the offense. And that's something he has to has to work on is that he can't become invisible. When he becomes invisible, then he's pretty much, you know, he's not really a factor on on the court. And that's uh that's a problem for for the Raptors. So they need him to be his engaged self. They need him to be productive in his minutes. And uh, he was more so that in his, his second shift than, than his first, but um, yeah, I mean, a decent, 
game for Malachi. It says minus 10, but that bench unit, I mean, some of these minus plus minus is a little bit deceiving. Um, I don't think he was that bad, uh, but I mean, the, the points indicate otherwise, or his, his plus minus indicates otherwise. And, you know, the Raptors, they now go on to the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. That's obviously going to be a very tough game. And uh, for Toronto, I mean, the losses are kind of mounting. Yeah. So looking it up as we were going here, last 10 games, Chris Boucher is shooting 52% from three on 2.3 attempts per game. He is the best Raptor from the three-point line um, since since uh, November 10th to now. So he's shooting pretty well. So congrats to him. You know, he works on it. He works on it pretty hard. He knows it's how important it is. And it's a it's a key to getting minutes. And he's hitting his shots. So kudos to him. But yes, the Raptors, they move on to the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, the Suns, you know, they got Devin Booker. We'll see if Kevin Durant plays. We'll see how healthy they are. But in the end, I mean, the Raptors, uh, they got to start winning some games. Win some games. They got to find their energy, their spirit again. Because it's it was lacking tonight, despite the game being fairly close. I wasn't seeing the same team tonight. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.